1: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Admission. When the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, the federal government took a major step to address food insecurity. Congress approved emergency allotments, which increased benefits and eligibility for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, previously known as food stamps. Here in California, it's known as CalFresh. It's one of the state's largest safety net programs, a first line of defense against hunger. With federal support, many CalFresh recipients got an extra 100 bucks a month during the pandemic. That was critical for people like 65-year-old Roberta Soto, who was born and raised in the Mission. She was picking up fresh produce and chicken at a San Francisco Marin Food Bank pop-up at Golden Gate Park on Monday afternoon. Because Sometimes at the end of the month, I find myself, wow, I've only got like $20 left in my account. That's it, you know, and this... Helps me out here when I come up on Mondays to get some food and try to diddle and that or what I have and try to fix something, you know. Now, many people like Soto will have to make do with even less. That's because public health emergencies are ending, which means those federal emergency allotments for programs like CalFresh will end later this month. And that's on top of soaring grocery prices, which have already stretched the benefits. All of this is worrying food banks in the Bay Area, and it's putting them on high alert for what many are calling a hunger cliff. Today on Fit the Mission, Meg Davidson talks about how the end of pandemic-era food assistance will impact the Bay Area. She's the Director of Policy and Advocacy at the San Francisco Marin Food Bank. With high food costs and the already way too high costs of living in the region, how will organizations like hers have to pivot? And what can local residents do to help their neighbors who are facing food insecurity? Meg Davidson, welcome to Fit the Mission. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. Meg, pandemic-era food assistance funds are coming to an end in March, and this is going to affect about 5 million Californians who rely on those extra dollars. What's the scope of the impact here in the Bay Area? It's
0: going to have a huge impact on our neighbors here in San Francisco and Marin. Uh, those are the two counties that we serve here at the food bank. Here in San Francisco, there's about 75,000 households that receive CalFresh benefits every single month. So that is a huge impact, and folks have been receiving a lot more money than they were used to receiving before the pandemic. Starting next month, you're going to be losing about 100 to $160 per month. And a lot of those folks are actually going to start seeing a benefit level as little as $23.
1: What types of communities and households benefit the most from the CalFresh program? Tell me more about them.
0: CalFresh is our broadest and most effective anti-hunger policy program. It serves everyone, um, and it makes it so that so many different kinds of households can receive the food that they want and need and love. Unlike a lot of other programs that are specifically tied to an age group or a specific demographic group, SNAP and CalFresh is for everybody. And so it's one of those programs that, that makes it so that folks can actually choose the food that they like, and so it's helpful for every single kind of household here in San Francisco that's struggling to make ends meet.
1: And Meg, I mean, I think it's easy in a region like ours where we see such great income disparities that maybe we think food insecurity only applies to the people who are so visibly marginalized, but food insecurity affects so many more people than we think.
0: That's absolutely right. I think a lot of people, when they think about someone who's food insecure, they do have an image in their head of a certain kind of person. And in our area, it really is so many different kinds of people that are impacted by food insecurity. The majority of the folks that we serve are older adults, people with disabilities, their single family households, their children. Food insecurity is really on the threshold for a lot of people. It's one paycheck away for so many people. And being able to hold that when you think about what food insecurity looks like in our community.
1: It really is everyone. And this critical food program, CalFresh, isn't just about getting money into people's hands to buy food. It's also about stabilizing their incomes and adding critical nutrition to their diets, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So much of the funding that people get
1: into their EBT card
0: every month it makes it so that they don't have to worry about something else. They don't have to worry about paying rent. They don't have to worry about whether they're going to be able to afford their their medication or to buy their kid a new pair of shoes for school this month. Um, it's It's really peace of mind for a lot of households
1: to be able to know that they can purchase the food that they need for their family. And these funds were very critical during the pandemic as many households were facing acute financial insecurity. Some people might think that the worst of the pandemic is over, but Many people are still relying on these funds heavily. What's been happening? What have you been noticing?
0: Although the medical part of the pandemic really seems to have ebbed uh, for us at the food bank, we have not seen a decrease in demand for our services. And so we know that every single day there are tens of thousands of our neighbors who are showing up to our pantries who need additional food to be able to keep up with the rising cost of living here in the Bay Area. Inflation is out of control, as we know. The cost of living here is just untenable. And so the first thing that people really struggle with is, how am I going to feed my family this month? We always say that the rent eats first. When rents are this high and groceries are this expensive,
1: we see people really struggling to be able to put food on the table. And you're the policy and advocacy director for San Francisco Marin Food Bank. How will this affect organizations like yours?
0: Here at the food bank, we not only do direct service, um, serving our community with food pantries and CalFresh outreach, we also do policy and advocacy work to try to make sure that the social safety net programs that we know all of our communities rely on are strong. So Our work is uh, really calling on our local elected officials to step up and continue to invest in these food programs. The food bank isn't alone in this work. It is an incredible network, a patchwork of organizations who know what their communities need and the city and County of San Francisco needs to step up and continue to invest in those programs at the state level. We are pushing our elected officials to actually look at that minimum benefit. As I mentioned earlier, $23 $23 is absurd. <laughs> that is insultingly low for a benefit. And, and there are actually other states, that are, like Maryland, has actually taken steps to raise that floor. So what we're asking our state-level elected officials to do is look at that floor and raise it up to $50, at least $50. So we've seen the USDA estimating that the cost of food for a family of two is over $480 per month. So we don't think that 50 is really too much to ask.
1: And why isn't that base benefit, why isn't that adjusted for the cost of living in the Bay Area? Does it have to be that way?
0: That limit is set at the federal level. Unfortunately, CalFresh is uh, what we call the SNAP program nationally, and it's a federal program. And rules within the program are set at the federal level. So there are... Opportunities that we have to advocate with our members of Congress, especially this year, because the farm bill is up for renegotiation. We only get a crack at this every five or so years. And so this is our opportunity to push our members of Congress to ensure that the SNAP program is not only protected from some external threats, but also protected and strengthened. We want to make sure that the program is as strong as it can be. And that means looking at that base benefit level. It's set at that federal level, and we think that it, it should be higher across the board.
1: More with Meg Davidson from the San Francisco Marin Food Bank after a quick break. What's the call to action now on the local level? And a quick reminder, Fifth Emission is celebrating our 1,000th episode with a live taping at Manny's in the Mission on Thursday, February 16th at 6.30 p.m. Join us. For tickets, visit welcometomannies.com. We'll be right back. Did you know the number one way people discover new podcasts is word of mouth from their friends? So if you enjoy Fifth Emission, we'd love it if you tell someone about our show, even if it's just one person. Thanks for helping us make new friends. Meg Davidson, you've been working on issues of food insecurity for some time now. What are you most worried about now that the federal government will no longer be providing the same level of pandemic support to CalFresh recipients?
0: Oh, I'm so worried. I'm worried for our neighbors. You know, we're looking right now at at a dozen eggs costing $6. Um, Just seeing the benefit levels crashing right now as we see prices continuing to go through the roof. The math just doesn't work. It doesn't work for so many of our neighbors. And we're we're going to see that at our pantries. We're gonna see that with lines increasing, with folks really not being able to have sufficient nutrition. We're gonna see it way down the road in educational outcomes, in, in healthcare costs. Food is the basic human need, and I it's government's basic duty to care for its its citizens. And so I worry for all of our neighbors um, that they're not having that basic need met.
1: And it's interesting because, you know, we saw the federal government step up early in the pandemic to address food insecurity. And these funds have made a difference. I recently learned two stats that I think are worth pointing out here. In 2021, child poverty dropped to a record low of 5.2 percent. And that same year, food insecurity hit a two-decade low. And now that this support is going away, what message do you think the federal government is sending now?
0: During the pandemic, there was an historic transfer of wealth from the federal government directly into the pockets of Americans. And the funny thing is, it worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People were less poor. Um, And so I feel like the message that is now being sent is that that's no longer our responsibility. In a state like California, in a city like San Francisco, our government typically believes that we're here to care for each other. It's really an opportunity for our governments to step up in a way that the federal government isn't. It is even more evident. These underlying issues that we have all been seeing for years, those of us who have been working in community services. So, watching the support for these programs erode has definitely been a very difficult thing to watch from our perspective. And government really being able to step up and fill the need for longer term and uh, sustainable funding for these programs in the community.
1: So, what can be done now on the local level? You mentioned a couple of things, but are there specific strategies that San Francisco Marin Food Bank and other food banks are going to have to consider to offset these changes now that the federal support is gone?
0: We definitely are looking at it from the perspective of shoring up the emergency food network. Um, So working to ensure that we have adequate funding from the state level to be able to have food banks purchase California-grown food uh, that's definitely a, a hallmark of our ability to continue to serve our communities across the state. In addition to shoring up the Emergency Food Network, we're also ensuring that we can make sure that CalFresh within the state of California is as strong as it can be. So eliminating some barriers to, to being able to apply to the program, working administratively with our, our local implementing agencies. And as I mentioned, too, working on, on lifting up that floor. That's going to be really important to us. Increasing that minif- minimum benefit. One additional policy action that we are uh, asking our state level lawmakers to pursue is continuing to fund incentive programs like Farmers Market Match uh, that make CalFresh dollars stretch even further, while stimulating local economies. So making sure that those programs that are that are creative, that are inventive, and that serve dual purposes. Are funded at the state level
1: over time, and you mentioned earlier the challenge of facing these rising food costs. How has that made your work even more challenging? Our
0: food costs as a as a food bank have been going up as we watch the government support decrease. So, last fiscal year we spent about twenty million dollars on food, uh, and before the pandemic we spent five. So we are seeing an incredible leap in how much it costs for us to continue to serve our community. And we have had to scale back and simplify some of our menus to account for that rising demand and how expensive everything has become. Last year, we used to provide folks an 18-pack of eggs, and that cost us about $2.40. And now because of this staggering increase in costs, we're only able to provide a dozen eggs to a household, and that costs us $5 a dozen. So from two forty to five dollars uh, and for fewer eggs. And we're seeing that across all of the products that we have to purchase to ensure that our, our food pantries are well stocked and that our neighbors can have the food that they need.
1: For our listeners who might be, you know, hearing about this and are concerned, what can Bay Area residents do to support people in the community who are experiencing food insecurity and who now have to see their CalFresh funds cut by so much?
0: We always encourage folks in our community to support your local food bank. We are the first line of defense in the fight against hunger. The California Department of Social Services actually directs impacted CalFresh recipients to reach out to their local food banks to help fill in the gaps. And we can't do what we do without community support. And that means volunteering. That means donating. If you have the the means, that means joining us in advocacy, signing up for our advocacy alerts. We need all the voices that we can have in support of the work that we do so that we can ensure that all San Francisco and Marin residents can have the food that they need.
1: The pandemic was such a unique time for many people. And I would imagine in your line of work, it kind of provided this snapshot or this look at how federal support could sort of change or revolutionize the way you do your work, right? I mean, tell me a little bit more about what that pandemic era meant for you.
0: The pandemic definitely revealed for us uh, at the food bank the power of having support of government at all levels, because a lot of the funding that we received from our local government and our state government was passed through from the federal government, And it is obviously a very difficult environment right now in Washington to be able to push for new new support around the social safety net, but that isn't going to stop us from asking. Um, So as I mentioned, you know, we've learned so much from operating emergency food um, programs and during the pandemic. And so we're definitely taking those lessons and applying them to our farm bill asks This is a big opportunity for us to be able to ensure that not only food banks, but also CalFresh recipients and SNAP recipients across the country uh, have a safety net that will actually catch them when they
1: fall. Meg Davidson is the Director of Policy and Advocacy at the San Francisco Marin Food Bank. She was also interviewed by Chronicle food reporter Mario Cortez for his story about the end of pandemic-era food assistance. You can find that at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you to Francesca Fenzi for editing this episode and to you for listening.